Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 92. Benjamin Yoder here today with the guest. Hello. Hello, Vink from hey. Famicom Dojo. Yes, from Famicom. Well, yes. yes. Yeah, and although, Japan although... Retro Direct. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. Although recently, uh, uh, kind of Famicom Dojo is on a bit of a hiatus right now, mm. uh, but... But uh, hopefully, uh, getting some new content out there uh, sometime soon. Uh, yes, I'm I'm Vink, uh, coming to you from uh, beautiful, majestic, and cold Japan. So <laughs> I complain about the cold here all the time in Las Vegas, but I'm sure it's not nearly as cold in as out there. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm originally from Wisconsin, so uh, compared to that, uh, <laughs> Japan's pretty warm too. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It rarely snows here, but they just they don't. They haven't gotten that whole central heating thing yet. Oh, know? really? They, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Basically, they, they invented, like, the kotatsu and the heated toilet seat, but not, like... <laughs> and, and they say, oh, you don't have kotatsus? Uh, kotatsu is like a heated table yeah, yeah. with a blanket over it. Yeah, just in case uh, the listeners are, aren't aware, but... And like a heated toilet seat as well, exactly that. <laughs> and and they say, oh, do you have those in uh, Wisconsin because it's so cold? And I said, no, we don't have those. And they're like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, well, our bathroom's warm because we have heat. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, in Las Vegas it's not so bad out here, but I think it's like in in Oregon. Uh, yeah, they, they also have. I forget if it's heat or or cold there. They they typically don't have like AC units or things like that. One of the other, I've always lived Crazy. in places in my whole life with like AC and, and a heater, so I I feel weird going to somewhere where they're like, nope, we just don't have that here. <laughs> I'm like, ah, <laughs> um, yeah. So so when I originally found out about you guys through uh, Famicom Doja, this is like 2006, uh, whenever okay. Phil Bond put his uh, Tutaka's song video oh out, my probably that's, ended up on that, Go Nintendo, and that's probably how I found yeah, out. Yeah, that that um, predates uh, Famicom Dojo that video, but it it was it was kind of what inspired us to do it. Um, and I think, oh my goodness, I think that was back in like maybe 2004, actually. Oh it's really? Been, okay. Been I, a long. Well, you might you might have found it after it'd been around probably. for a while, but. Um, but, yeah, the uh, upload date is 2006 on on YouTube. But I don't know if it existed somewhere else before that, or, or because oh, you guys were yeah. on Powet TV. I don't know if they hosted their own videos over there. No, no, no. It was all it was all through YouTube. Yeah, we're one okay. of the we're one of the early people on YouTube, and that's why a lot of our early videos are so short because <laughs> YouTube used to have a 10 minute limit. Oh yeah, yeah. Or fifteen or something like that. It it was it was it was short, so we had to make our our videos short to to accommodate for that. So a lot of people wonder why you know the the early videos were so short. It's it's because of that we couldn't do anything longer until we became like I don't know a partner or something. I I don't, I don't know how it was, but yeah, we we predate we we were we were doing this when when PewDiePie was in diapers. <laughs> Um, Actually, I think he's only a couple of years younger than me now that I think about oh, it. Oh, really? But I, I, but I have I like, no idea. But, I, li- but I like to imagine. <laughs> but I like to imagine that he was in diapers when we started. So, um, so I think by that time, were you already living in Japan? Or, or... yes, yes. Okay. Um, Famicom what... Dojo is yeah. It started started after I moved to Japan. Gotcha. And um, did you move to Japan mainly because of uh the, the whole retro or not? I guess maybe not retro games at that time. I guess would they we consider retro games? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's I been suppose. a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Famicom was definitely retro when I came here. I'm not. I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
but I have been here for almost 15 years now. So okay. um, let's see. I came before the Nintendo DS was released. All right, so I was I was here I was here for the launch of that. I was here for the launch of the Wii. So if I, if that gives any date, yeah, uh, GameCube was current Nintendo Tech oh, when, wow, I, yeah. when I got here. Um, and you know the PlayStation Two was the big one, but Dreamcast games were still being made when I moved here. That that'll that'll put it in perspective. <laughs> oh, Neo Geo games were still being made when I moved here. Neo that'll, Geo lasted a long time. I forgot. It did. I always forget it about did. that. Yeah. It uh, did. Um. So. So at the time when you moved out there, I think. I mean, I was a kid watching this, like the people in Japan shopping and stuff. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know what press sites were up at the time, but if you're familiar, like Chris Kohler and and Jeremy Parrish yeah, and people like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you. You. This was like the joystick era, and uh, I mean, I wrote for a time for Four Color Rebellion, which was it's still around, but it was it was kind of a bigger Nintendo site back then. Yeah, and at the time, I think it was the the kind of the big narrative around that was that um, you know, games are super cheap in Japan; they're everywhere, yep. and yep. <laughs> and you could basically bring back you know luggage full of you know dirt cheap Famicom games at the time. I'm I'm not sure what platforms you know to what extent how high up the platforms went in terms of like if you could get cheap PlayStation games at that time, or if that was something that came down the line. Um, that was definitely a time where uh, Saturn was really cheap, but like since uh, PlayStation had the backwards compatibility still going on with uh, like PlayStation Two, mm-hmm. those games didn't drop. I mean, they're dirt cheap now. PlayStation, play. It's a great time to get into PlayStation right now, and PlayStation Two. Those are those are really good platforms to invest in right now. They're and they're going to get more expensive because the nostalgia is going to kick in pretty soon. Not quite yet, as Sony just learned with the classic. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, there's but, some other problems yeah. with the classic outside. Oh, of them. oh my god, that's another podcast <laughs> yeah. in and of itself. But um, but that that's a good platform. But when I came here, yeah, I I, I still remember there was a games game store near me that that was uh, had like Sega Saturn games. They were three for five hundred yen. So that's mm-hmm. like you know, a little, you know, what, what does that, what does that even work out to, you know, under $2 each. I, the exchange rate's always in flux, but yeah. I think at that time, that's what it worked out to be. And, you know, Famicom stuff was dirt cheap and, and everywhere. There was like any shop that sold new games usually sold used games as well, which is not true anymore. Um, when I moved to my little city, which is, again, I'm not, I'm not in Tokyo or anything. I'm in yeah. a little city in Kyushu. And uh, there were 11 places I could buy retro games at the time. There were okay. just in, 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 a, in a town, you know, not, not, not very big at all. And uh, now there's only four choices. Oh wow, that's a lot smaller. Yeah, it it is it is significantly yeah. That and, being uh, said, uh, everywhere I've lived has always had barely any places. So I suppose, I <laughs> yeah. suppose, but, but, but Japan, but, yeah. But for Japan, like it, this, you know, that was one of that was one of the things. So yeah, you used to, used to, uh, yeah, go on. I think it was Kotaku especially because you had Brian Ashcraft always talking mm-hmm. about. You know, just walking around Japan and you know, you know, living, living the life. nice, nice guy. Actually, I met him at uh, okay. Tokyo Game Show. Um, but uh, you know, you'd you'd read his stuff or whatever, and I think that inspired a lot of people to to come to Japan and, and things like that. Um, I didn't come for the retro. I tell myself I didn't come for the <laughs> games. Like, 
I tell myself I came it's... for like the experience of living in Japan and uh, learning about a new culture and yeah. things like that. But I mean, games games definitely shaped why I became interested in this country in the first place. Yeah. I think it's a big part of it, but at the end of the day, you don't make moving decisions based off, I'm going to get a bunch of cheap Famicom games or something like that. Oh, man, I yeah. hope I, 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 <laughs> I... You know... I, uh, I've made some uh, bad decisions in my life, too. But. Oh, man, I... You know, this... this 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 podcast is going to cause me to do a little <laughs> self reflection afterwards. So, um, it's not like it worked out either way. Let, let's say them. for let's say for the record that I didn't come to Japan yeah. for that, and and but that it's a nice perk. It's a nice perk gotcha. of of living here. So, um, so I guess that's what we're talking about today, right? Yeah, and I was kind of curious. So when you started noticing that shift um in in prices if it was like a a something that seemed kind of sudden or if it seemed like a gradual change like you just saw prices slowly going up and things like that or it uh i mean i think it it started out that the prices would 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 be creeping a little bit and then mm. it just kind of it kind of goes in in jolts um let's let's look at some some like online shops like you used to be able to go to well not an online shop but like you used to be able to go to the chain stores like book off yeah yeah and their game their game prices used to start at about 50 yen that which is yeah like 50, 50 cents, cents yeah. 50, 50 cents and that would get you a lot of the common games you know you're looking at your famicom baseball you're looking at your game boy Yu-Gi-Oh games you know the things that are like really really common and uh, but it it covered a wide variety of things, and then s- slowly some of the games that used to be fifty yen started to creep up to the hundred yen. Mm-hmm. But you know there were still some, and now nothing nothing is that cheap anymore. Like now games start at a hundred yen, and basically okay. there's there's none that are that are that anymore, unless it's like a really faded copy of some game where the label's missing. You know, it's yeah. Other other than that. Basically, a used game now kind of starts around two and a half bucks, which because, is still which is still cheap, but but like even then, not a lot of games are are at that point. It's just yeah. I I find that a lot of the things for Famicom, Super Famicom, are about three or four times more expensive than when I came here fifteen years ago, and uh, PC Engine has become about uh, ten times as expensive. Yeah. You used to be able to get PC Engine games. For, for almost nothing. I mean, gosh, you do you know the game Gunhead? It came out in America as Blazing Lasers. It's considered a, a classic shooter. Yeah, it's on the PC Engine. I, of I'm the PC Engine. Very unfamiliar with the PC Engine, unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Despite any having PC, PC Engine. Effects. Yeah. <laughs> any PC Engine fans listening will be like, oh, okay, okay. Because it, it's, yeah. it's, it's considered one of those like must have games. Mm-hmm. And I, I picked up my, my brand new copy of that for $10. Yeah. Now you'd be lucky to get a loose copy for forty dollars. You know, um, the what 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 uh, Neo Geo game? Oh, Neo Geo! Oh my goodness! Uh, there was a time. There was a time when you could get a copy of Samurai Showdown two for five bucks. Yeah, uh, that that doesn't even seem possible anymore. Because now, basically, basically prices for Neo Geo stuff starts at about twenty five dollars. Gotcha. Like for even even the most common stuff. Um, I bought my Neo Geo, my box Neo Geo for $200, yeah. uh, back in the day. And, and, uh, 
yeah. You, you know, so, there, there's where the regret comes in. Because um, before I got married, I made a decision in my life that I was going to uh, pretty much get rid of all my gaming stuff. Oh, okay. Um, this yeah. was about 10 years ago. And as I said, I got this stuff really, really cheap because mm -hmm. I got it all when I first came to Japan. I had a fairly nice collection, but I'm like, okay, it's time to grow up. It's time to be an adult now. It's I, time I think to, I know where this story's going. <laughs> it's time to move on. And I, I kept the ones that I, I did a whole, uh, what is it, Mario Kondo thing, you know, like, uh, like I, I, I looked at my games and I decided which ones sparked joy, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> My my favorites, and I I I kept basically a small shelf of games mm -hmm. uh, that that really you know meant something to me, and I I got rid of pretty much everything else, and yeah. for 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 nothing, I just you know traded it in basically, and I'm like, okay, it's time to be an adult now. I'm getting married, I'm I it's it's time to put away childish things, you yeah. know. That lasted about a year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then you it's know? time to recollect and everything's expensive again. And then I'm like, and then, and then I'm like, oh my goodness! And the thing is, rebuying the stuff cost me so much more. And I, I haven't, I haven't rebought everything yet. Um, yeah. Like I used to have a boxed uh, Famicom robot that I'd bought for like twenty five dollars. Okay. Now you know you'd be lucky if you get one boxed complete for you know hundred and fifty bucks. It, you know, it's, it's really pricey for a Rob out here as well. Like yeah, it's getting kind of crazy. Um, yeah. So I would think I, probably about like um, maybe it's been five plus years ago at this point. I felt like I started seeing yeah. a lot of like blog posts pop online and say, "Hey, don't go to Akihabara anymore for buying games. It's it's getting yeah. kind of expensive." Um, and and I think there's a while people are like, "Go to Denden Den Town," and it sounds like Denden Den yep. Town's also kind of not yeah yep, the greatest yep. place anymore for that anymore. Um, so I was wondering, you know, from and I don't know how many people um, you know in terms of like inside the Japanese community who's also collectors, yeah. things like that. But I was wondering, mm -hmm. um, uh, is is the topic of of the rising game prices um, generally centered around the idea that Westerners are exporting that stuff out? And I was kind of wondering, what do you think the general like feeling is um, from that that community? Since you know that stuff was all made in, internally within Japan, and now people are you know exporting it out, and and I guess. Maybe to explain it a bit more, I, the theory is that basically uh, a lot of these prices are going up because people are exporting games from Japan and that stuff never goes back to Japan. So the, the, there's a lot less inventory around for different stores and things like that. Well, I mean, that is a, that is a great question. It's de And like one can have a lot of theories. And personally, I think that's a huge part of it. But like... <laughs> From my Japanese friends, uh, or maybe they don't tell me because I am a foreigner. <laughs> in yeah, what I, I mean. can understand that. Yeah, but like, there's there's a definite thought that the way that classic games are going has changed. Not not even just classic games, but J Japanese houses are small, and mm -hmm. you know, people don't normally have you know a giant game room. But you know, there it that's lab, that's you know relegated to the people who are more of the like otaku gamer, you know. And there's definitely the whole idea of having value, you know, buying your new RPG, beating it, and selling it back to the store when you can mm. still get half of the price back or even more. I mean, it's it's not like GameStop here. Like games actually do retain value as long as it's still something that's that's new. Like 
you know, recently, if you would have bought like Kingdom Hearts 3 and, you know, just marathon that thing and sold it back, you wouldn't actually be losing that much money. But, but uh, now, 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 you know, it's already too late now because there's already used copies appearing. Basically, a store pays what they think they can sell it for. You gotcha. Know? Yeah. So um, now that now that we've found that Kingdom Hearts isn't the blockbuster hit that one had hoped, um, the 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 price for the the buyback has really tanked. But uh, uh, I mean that happens with anything. But yeah. there's this idea that games are kind of an impermanent thing. Gotcha. Here. What I mean by that is people don't usually hold on to a collection because the game prices were so low that if you feel like playing a game again, mm. it was both available and cheap. And that's gone away. Like, because now, in st- okay, a lot of game shops, the stuff that they have on the shelves is garbage. You know, it's just, it's just, it's the stuff that they feel they can't sell on Yahoo auctions. Yeah. The Derby Stallion games or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But like you used to see, you used to see things like, uh, Castlevania, you know, like, uh, Hmm. the Dracula X Rondo of blood used to see that on shelves for like 30 bucks. Yeah. $30. But now people are like, you know what? Americans will pay us $200 for this. Yeah. And so, so a lot of that stuff is is going away. PC Engine, I think, was hit the hardest of all, because that used to be a very common system, very common system to find here. But like, you know, th- that that thing, like all of that stuff, is going is 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 leaving Japan and going to other countries, and that's the that's the biggest problem. Is once it leaves Japan, it never ever comes back. Yeah. No like, one's going to import a yeah. Japanese game back from exactly. the U.S. into, into exactly. Japan. So. It's, it's gone, and a lot of these things you know, were never produced in high numbers, but you know, they'd been passed around from gamer to gamer for a long time. People reselling them, buying them back, reselling them again. They weren't ever meant to have a stopping point. And yeah. I, now I realize as I say this, that I am a huge part of this problem. Ah. I, 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 I do, I do an import store called, uh, um, uh, what is it called? Japan, <laughs> Japan Retro Direct. Yeah. Japan Retro Direct. Please, uh, please, please visit Japan Retro Direct and help contribute to this problem. Um, but I imagine, but you, yeah. at the same time, you also like, it, it, Yes, I would probably agree with you that your store is contributing to that issue. <laughs> but I mean, y- yeah. Y- Although the I'm, service I'm, you're offering I'm has another benefit potatoes. to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, I'd, I'd imagine yeah. sharing this stuff with a, a Western market is something is part of the reason why you do this. Like, I'd imagine you're not well, into this for a bunch of money. You know? <laughs> oh my goodness! If I was, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing it wrong. Uh, I mean, for to to tell you to tell you the honest truth, I mean, I have made I have made no money off of Japan Retro yeah, Direct. I figured uh, as because, much. <laughs> I mean, I do I do tens of orders a year. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like. Um, but the people I do interact with, well, like, like you, that's how we, that's how we kind of started talking, uh, Mm -hmm. really. Um, because I, I like to help people find the things they're looking for. And I don't like the whole, 
the whole scalper prices because games are becoming more expensive in Japan, but they're not as expensive as eBay leads one to believe. Yeah, which and I found the, that a lot yeah. with like when I imported Aconcagua originally from you, I think yeah. the eBay prices were like 60 to $80 just because yeah. there's like three copies listed on there. But when you yeah. found it, it was, I think, $14. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's it it the the games don't have to be as expensive as they are. And that's the problem. The reason all these games are leaving Japan, you know, is because Japanese people feel they can make more money selling them to foreigners because people won't pay that much in Japan. People won't people won't pay two hundred dollars for Castlevania Rondo of Blood here. They're just not buying it, you Mm -hmm. know. But so the stores are like, well, I could sell it in my store for fifty dollars or I could put it online and get and get two hundred dollars and it's the fact that people are scalping their games for so much the fact that people are selling their games for such high prices is what is destroying the market you know yeah um because i'm what and here's how i justify in my mind what i'm doing almost all the things that i sell in my store are things i buy locally Mm-hmm. You know, from and I mostly buy from mom and pop organizations. I, I will occasionally support the chains like Book Off and things like that, but a lot of the stuff I'm getting from you know, kind of kind of local shops, and you know, I pay the price that they that they you know that they're offering, and uh, you know, I'm just uh, you know trying to get those games spread around, and and of course, one of the big reasons I don't make uh, a lot of money is because I'm also a collector myself. <laughs> And uh, I hate to say it. I mean, I think I put a lot of very good stuff on the shop, but the best stuff I keep for myself. Yeah. And if you see a really good game on there and you go, wow, how can he possibly be getting rid of this? It's because I have to. I mean, that's that. I mean, it's it, it is because um, mostly what I like, I it it doing the shop has also like helped my knowledge of retro gaming and everything. Cause I mm-hmm. test everything that I sell, um, you know, just to make sure it works and everything. But more often than not, I want to play it for a while, uh, you know, figure out what kind of game it is. So I can, I, I try to decide whether it's something that if you didn't speak any Japanese, you'd be able to play or not. I think yeah. that's very important because if you go on an eBay listing, they, they say they test every game. But I've gotten a lot of stuff that hasn't worked. You know what yeah. I mean? Or and especially when they say this game has been tested, but you see that they put a stock photo up. Yeah, and then you have no idea what the quality like, is or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's no description. You don't know, you know, what what it's, you know, what's going to happen, things like that. I never put up whether the battery works or not uh, when I list games because you never know what's going to happen between the time I put it online and when it, you know. Yeah, and I imagine you're not soldering new batteries into like cartridges or something like no, that. I know some I, local oh, stores do that here, but um. Man, I am so not technical. Here, let me let me explain. <laughs> let me let me explain the. I have a stack of of like old twin Famicoms and Famicom disk systems. I've got I've got like two dead twin Famicoms and like three <laughs> dead uh, disk systems. They're not dead. They I'm sure they work fine. They need a new rubber band. That's all. They oh, need. okay, yeah, because those deteriorate. But, yeah, yeah. But I don't know how to do that. So whenever one of mine goes bad, I just buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's it's so inefficient because the the rubber bands are like a dollar and a half, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I'm so worried that if I open it up, I'm just gonna ruin the whole thing. 
So what I've been doing is I just I just offer them, you know, online to someone, you know, for for cheap, yeah, for, yeah. for real cheap. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I pay a little extra and I get myself one that someone has replaced the band <laughs> for. And then that works for a couple of years until another one breaks. And then I say, you know, it's a, the cycle repeats itself. Are those bands uh, in relatively good supply or is it something that's drying up or anything like that? Just as a well, quick it, side note. But. There was a there was a big problem a few years ago that that the because um, Nintendo officially did did maintenance and sold parts mm-hmm. on the on the disc system up until like gosh two thousand and ten I think yeah like, I think it was thirty like, years right like for a long yeah. long time but then the the official parts stopped and for a long time bands were going up in price I remember seeing uh just the rubber band for mm-hmm. like twenty dollars for for just this but what happened was people people found out how to machine them like people there was a demand uh-huh. and people found out how to make and actually from what i've heard the bands that people are making now have a longer shelf life like okay cool one of the original nintendo bands uh, had like an active life of about uh you know eight to ten years mm-hmm. you know until it would just you know it's rubber you know but yeah. but like they're making them now that that they say they're good for 20 years you know and uh, you can just buy a bag of them for like uh, I don't know if if you go on like Yahoo you can find like a bag of the fo- of five of the bands for like seven bucks yeah you know they're they're very very cheap um, and there's also specs I've seen people make them like, okay yeah like like I mean like like non professional people they just um, They'll just uh, cut cardboard to the exact size that's like there's guides online for how to make them from stuff you can buy from your local hardware store. Oh, that's cool. I imagine Although, like with um, yeah. Famicoms, those are sitting in such high demand, like like a Famicom's an iconic system kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Where I feel like I, I was talking to when I was at the Portland Retro Game Expo um, in October, I was talking to somebody okay. who was collecting for the Casio Loopy. And he's talking about the most expensive thing is the printer paper. And I'm like, ah, (laughs) I don't want to go down that hole, but maybe someday. Um, I do. I used, I used to have a Casio loopy that I, that's one of the things I sold in the great game purge of 10 years ago. I still have a couple loopy games though. It's, it's not a great system, but like, I love those obscure weird ones. Like I, I used to have, I used to have multiple Pladias. Mm Mm-hmm. A Playdia was this system put out by Bandai that basically just played FMV games based on anime properties. Okay, uh, yeah. So, sounds similar to another system I can think of. <laughs> um, but that one was aimed much more at kids. It yeah. had a it had a Fisher Price looking controller, you know. So, so actually, that kind of rolls into one thing I do want to ask about yeah. was like uh, um, the type of games that are increasing in price. Uh, do you typically, you know? Assuming the theory that yes, the the exporting of games is what's you know raising a lot of these prices, um, um, do you typically see it where it's like games that are more accessible to the West are definitely yes. higher prices than you know say a visual novel on oh, on oh, definitely. a PC eighty eighty eight thousand or something like that? Oh, oh definitely, <laughs> De- no, 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 definitely. I mean, your your high your high cost games are going to be your um shooters especially mm-hmm. especially like uh, early bullet hell things um shooters are incredibly expensive um uh action games platformers things like that uh you know are are always going to be expensive they okay you used to be able to get used to be able to get super mario brothers for 100 yen mm-hmm. easy 
and now a nice looking copy, just the card alone, is going to be around you about fifteen to twenty bucks. That, that's uh, pretty much store. true here too. Um, yeah, there's a I ton of Mario Brothers out here, yeah. but yeah, it's it's getting up there where it's like, oh, this game is. I think it's like Super Mario Brothers three is probably one of the most produced yeah. NES games, and it. Yep. You can go to stores and it'll be sitting there with a forty dollar price tag on it. And it's like I know why. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I I, I don't have a. Yeah, that's some. That's oh, that's a rabbit hole I've started going down recently. Um, I've started to get nostalgic for my childhood, mm-hmm. which has led me to start collecting NES games in yeah. Japan, which is dumb, like really <laughs> dumb. Because most of the games are almost exactly the same. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And and way cheaper here. But I'm I just they're something. And so I I, I brought so I I, I uh, Sean. Uh, got me a original gray box toaster, you know, mm. NES that I brought up with the light gun and everything and started collecting NES cards, which again is so dumb for me to do here because it's, it's an, it's, I mean, it's all NES collecting is already an incredibly expensive hobby, but you, when you're doing NES collecting as an import, oh, even I, more so. Yeah. I know, but yeah, one can believe one can know that something's wrong, but still do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's. I, I'm looking at maybe importing two copies of Dirge Server as Final Fantasy VII. So, oh, I, I got I definitely... one right here. Oh I man, don't one. tell me that. <laughs> I think it's the I think it's the limited edition. It's got like a book or something. With it. Oh. Yeah, there's uh there's a couple versions, and I I definitely send me some pictures later. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, this one this one definitely has the stuff about the online. It's got like a Yeah, I was listening to your I was listening to your last podcast ever. Like I knew it had an online component, but I didn't realize it was Japan only cuz I'd been in Japan yeah, already. Yeah. So I figured I figured that was something everywhere cuz Final Fantasy is so big everywhere and the type of game is really way more western than Japanese. I'm actually mm-hmm. kind of surprised that uh Japan had that service and uh and uh, the U.S. didn't. So yeah. hey, I learned so I learned something from your podcast. <laughs> I I need to find a like I was kind of scattered brain doing that, but I really want to sit down and find a way to like arc. I spent about six to eight hours reading about all that stuff and watching yeah. videos. So I'd like to put it in a more digestible form out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Here's an article you can read in thirty minutes and know what this thing is because so it's a really weird thing. But uh, that's a that's a topic for the last podcast too. So really I won't go like, too far down yeah. there. I'd really like to commend you on your uh, Team Innocent video. I, oh, thank you. I I thought I thought that was a really a really excellent way to um to to present it. Like I've been telling people about Team Innocent for a while because I think it's I think it's a very interesting game because yeah. it's it's trapped between two generations. It's it's very it's 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 unique um for what it's trying to do and uh, I I just I think I think it's a very interesting game. I don't say it's a great game oh yeah no it's, it's no. but at the same time it's not a bad game either it's it's very it's very much what it is and i think from a historical perspective it's fascinating yeah um but but so i think your video really captured the like positive and negative of that i i uh I, th- I th- it, that's the type of video that I'd love to be doing if I had more time to do to Takes do videos. Time, you know, yeah. I yeah, really appreciate it, you, yeah, linking and everything and putting it on the dang. website. Um, it, they take a lot of work, unfortunately. That's why I usually only do them once every six months. But this year, one a month. We'll see. Yeah, but <laughs> but like I mean, but the thing is, putting stuff out there, like 
I, I really think that's, I mean, that's why we started Famicom Dojo in the first mm. place. Because at the time, there wasn't a lot of people like archiving this type of history and using the actual hardware and things like that. Yeah. Now, now there's a billion people doing it. So yeah. like the need for, but, but like your video on Team Innocent is the best English language video on Team Innocent that has ever been made, period. I mean, I, I, I. I can say that with all honesty because there's not many videos made about Team Innocent, but 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 now that exists as a record. Now that's out there, and I think as content creators, like that's so important because content creation used to be that it was 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 making you know scripted researched content, and now everything's just uh, streaming and gameplay and things like that, which has a a, a there's definitely a place for it, yeah. but I think it, but I think because that stuff's become so popular, it's moved the people who are making the videos the, that we do to be kind of a, uh, you know, something that people do for fun. Cause there's no way you're going to make a profit off of it. Yeah. I, I stopped trying to make money off of writing oh, yeah. a long time yeah. ago. Oh, but... yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, actually speaking of emulation a little bit, uh, one thing I did want to sure. kind of get back to was um, with uh, you know, you saying Japanese uh, gamers, I guess, is gamers is a bad. You see, the word gamers always feels weird. But, no, but no, it's fine. It's Japanese, fine. um, you know, collectors or something, uh, sure. or the lack there of them because of the, how the market worked. Um, yeah. do you see more of a a push to do more things like emulation? Like emulation is pretty big here in the West. I don't know how in Japan if it's as as it is. Prevalent. It is. It is not. I mean, f- frankly, like, um, I mean. I'm sure that the younger younger people and the like the people I hang out with are mostly like my age, you know, yeah. you know, in their in their in their late thirties, you know, because mm. um th- those are the people who are still you know hanging on with the Famicom and everything, and uh, I I still remember like I was telling I was telling one of my friends about you know like because I I wanted to play Fire Emblem and I have all the Fire Emblem games but like. There are games that I will play in Japanese if I have to, but my Japanese is not so good that it's a comfortable experience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can get by, especially if a game's fully voiced. That's why something like Team Innocence very nice, because almost everything's voiced. Yeah. Um, but, like, if older RPGs uh, that weren't released in English, where it's all text, especially kanji text, like I can get through it, but I gotta have my dictionary with me, and it's and you know it's not it's not a it's not a playing games is something I do to not have to work. Think, yeah, to <laughs> yeah. not have to work. Um, so like if I'm gonna play one of the older Fire Emblem games, I would like to play uh, with a with a patch. Mm-hmm. Now I've got my I've got my Retron Five, so I've been doing a lot of uh, that, which is wonderful because you can apply a patch right to a game and play it on your TV. Yeah. Because for the most part, I don't I I like playing with original controllers at least. Yeah. And original hardware if I can. Um, I'll do on the but. Um, I I'm a big proponent of legal emulation. Uh, gotcha. that's, yeah. but, and cause I do own most of these, these games in the original version. But anyway, I was telling about how I was playing one of the uh, Famicom Fire Emblem games, uh, Fire Emblem Gaiden, actually I was playing, mm-hmm. um, uh, wait, Gaiden. Oh my goodness. I keep saying, <laughs> you know, you, 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 it's, it's one of those things like it's written, it's a Japanese word and I should be able to do it. But like when you've pronounced it wrong for so many years, 
um, growing I still call up. Button Kaitos bait and Kaitos all the it, time. It, so. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, I, 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 I would, um, for yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's some that just stick because I always said them wrong as a kid. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but anyway, I was, I was. The wizard that didn't was, correct you. <laughs> It was correct in the wizard. It was correct in the wizard, but it sounded wrong. It sounded like that guy was just being pretentious. Uh, yeah, he's like Ninja Guy Dan, and I was like, and I was like, whoa, he's saying it wrong. Whoa, they should really hire people who know the words. And I'm like, oh, he was getting sorry. Did we? We're going. We're going. Yeah, down a dark hole right now. Let's like, get back to Fire Emblem. <laughs> Yeah, let's get back to Fire Emblem. Anyway, I was I was telling my friend I was playing it right now. And they're like, "Oh, that one came out in America," and I'm like, "No, no, it didn't." And they're like, "You're playing it in Japanese? How commendable!" Now I should have just taken the compliment and ran with it, but I was like, "No, no, I'm playing it. I'm playing it through emulator." And they're like, "And they're like, Emya who? You know?" Oh, really? And I was like, yeah. "You can play video games on your computer." And I was like, "Oh, wow, how much?" And I'm like, "Uh, technically, <laughs> you know." It's illegal, but like probably most people playing them are 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 not paying any money, and they're yeah. like, "How is this allowed?" And I'm like, "It's not really, but it's not something that, you know." But just the idea, and uh, and I think that's why. But in general, like Japan's still mostly into physical, you know. Yeah, uh, it's changing. It's changing now, and. Uh, you know, there, there's definitely a stronger push uh, to have download cards and things like that. But like, uh, Steam is starting to make inroads in ja- yeah, yeah. into Japan. Finally, for a long time, nobody knew what that was, even though it was it was they had it in Japan. But you know, um, and you know, it's it's but it's but it's still a physical um, thing because there, as I said, games still have good resale value here, and people still lend games to each other. Which is something that I know has kind of gone away in the United States. Yeah, it's pretty rare I hear anyone ever like just lending people copies of games these days out here. Yeah. But I mean, I think a lot of the Western market just buys a digital copy anyway. So yeah, can't yeah. resell it. Can't you know anything? Yeah, um, so. uh, that's another that's another topic as well. I, I know <laughs> I know I know I'm like I know I'm on the wrong side of history on this one, but I I think I I think physical is uh is superior in every way but like with that dirge Cerberus stuff it's scary things get lost you know exactly there's no existing version of dirge Cerberus multiplayer at this point and and i yeah i think digital will be an acceptable thing when it's digital plus actually having rights for the things you 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 have and and that's not there right now i think we're i think we're Mm. i think for video games to ever be considered truly art they have to be in a way that will be able to be legally preserved. Yeah. I wonder, cause like the digital side of things really is more recent thing. Yeah. And so I wonder if that's something that's not really going to feel resolved for another 20 years or yeah. so as things slowly switch over. I mean, maybe to the point that we don't actually have disk drives on systems anymore and things like that. Oh no, yeah, it just exactly. feels so far out to, to, to think about that. Cause I feel like today everything's just like, Hey, technically, Legally, you don't have any ownership of this thing. You have to license to play this game, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, even though you paid, you know, the full amount for it. I still yeah. do physical myself, <laughs> but but it's yeah. not always an option, unfortunately. Well, it isn't. Although, luckily, in Japan, it's much more of an option. 
Okay. I cool. mean, like, for example, I bought Okami for the Switch physically, and it's got full English on it. And, <laughs> you know, a lot of the games that have been, uh, the, the Mega Man collections were only half physical in the United States, like yeah. only the first half. But you could buy the, the double cartridge set here in Japan. I've got Bayonetta 1 for Switch physically, which was... Yeah, yeah, because this is digital code, right? In the Bayonetta exactly. here, yeah, exactly. So I mean, like Japan, because they haven't embraced digital as much, <laughs> still has a lot more uh, options for physical. Although, although No More Heroes, uh, Travis Strikes Again was digital only in Japan. Oh, really? Because it's physical Which here. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so. So, despite the fact that, like. A lot of the things, uh, Switch has been wonderful for a for a gaijin gamer. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, because almost all the releases have English on them. Yeah, and it's totally region free. And for those few that don't, you know, I can just import them from the states, and uh, shipping is really cheap because they're they're light as heck. Yeah, you know. So um, the Switch has been has been wonderful. The Wii U was terrible. Because oh, really? oh, yeah, it was a region it was a locked, region, region yeah. locked system. Yeah, the, the Japanese games almost never had uh, English on them. So, uh, you know, Wii was the same. I just, I wound up buying two Wiis, mm. two 3DSs. And I was like, if Switch isn't region locked, uh, you know, if Switch is region locked, I was like, I don't know. I might just skip this thing. Yeah. I mean... Now, now it's my most. I'm getting to the point where I might have three system, PS2s, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, exactly. one for each major region. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's why I don't let anybody in my game room here because it's so hard to explain. Like, there's two Wii's next to each other, <laughs> and there's like, there's like a, there's like, there's like a twin Famicom and a Famicom and an NES, you know, and they're all play, basically playing the same games, you know. But it's I've not. Got, <laughs> I've got, I've got, you know, I've got, I've got multiples of a lot of systems and like, yeah. that's hard to, that's hard to explain to someone who has maybe a council in their house total, you know, gotcha. and, and a collection, collection, I'm using the word collection of 15 games, you know, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so they, 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 I, I, I don't know, I just, it's, it's, uh, but you know what? Gaming is a good hobby. It is a good you know hobby. I mean? Yeah, like, like it's way it's way less destructive than if my hobby was like playing pachinko. Yeah, or yeah. like or which is how I justify it to my wife. It's like yeah. you know I'm not I'm not spending my money on drugs. You know, <laughs> and you, since you are selling that stuff, you are making some money back, kinda. Like okay, extent. yeah. As as I said, I don't make it. I don't make as much back as yeah. I invest into it because I'll go to a store. I'll go to a store and I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, look at look at these games! I could put all of these up on the store and I'll buy it. I'll 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 come out with a bag of thirty games. Yeah. Remember, and by the by the time I've get got by the time I get home, fifteen of them have entered my collection. <laughs> you know, and the others and the others like you know, I'll 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 get to I'll get to putting them up. So, um, um but so, but but yeah, but the, the reselling at least. I don't know. I I enjoy, I really really do enjoy helping people find stuff from from Japan though, and I yeah. I hope I hope the the lower prices I'm trying to set can do something to reverse trends a little bit because if people stop buying off you know buying paying huge prices especially oh my gosh the 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 ones that are what what is it the sealed copy that's been authorized by. 
in the, the plastic video game, yeah. yeah, whatever. And you're like, I've got that game. Why is that game selling for two thousand dollars? Yeah, I, I I have a new copy of that, and I bought it for twenty bucks. <laughs> I bought a bunch of GameCube games for like yeah. five dollars when I was a kid, and then exactly. it's like, oh, Cube of Wars three hundred dollars now. Okay, sure. Yeah, what the? <laughs> Which makes me terrified. No, no, seriously. Like, I, I, I have, I have, I have this angst. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I loaned a copy of uh, like the the Wii Soccer Wars game, the one that came <laughs> out uh, that NIS released. It was one of my favorites. I loaned it to my brother, and it came back in bad condition. Oh, that sucks. So I'm like, eh, I'll just buy another one. And I'm like, whoa, they're really expensive now. Yeah. Like really expensive, and I'm like, oh. You know, yeah. So now I'm, you know, I'm. I feel like I need. I feel like when it when a game comes out that I feel might become rare, I will buy it even if I'm not completely interested in. Just in the off chance that I might become interested in it later. <laughs> I, think I know my... this is this is a this is this this is this is. I mean, I need a psychologist on this podcast, really. I mean, to tell you the truth, but yeah. My rule of thumb is always assume everything will never drop in price and assume as soon as I buy it, it's worth zero dollars. Um, yeah. So that's the best way for me to do it. It's just like I buying this game because either it was cheap enough that its value of it being around is, is higher than me playing it immediately yeah. or yeah. or it's. I I'm buying it for the value of the game, basically. Like I probably shouldn't have bought First Kiss Story two from you, but it was ten dollars, <laughs> and I have a weird amount of First Kiss Story footage recorded now in case I ever need it. So maybe did, someday did, I'll did need that, First Kiss Story two footage as did, well. Did that arri- did that arrive yet? <laughs> Not yet. It usually takes well, a while. Well, um, that, so. the, the 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 thing about that collector's edition, and this is this is maybe I should have mentioned it to you, is it also includes the Dreamcast port of first kiss story one. Oh, really okay so like i thought you know you'd be able to compare the footage uh from that and probably since it's later since it's dreamcast but not late dreamcast it's probably censored too oh okay yeah so well, like yeah, i'll so say there, this there might be something interesting yeah first kiss story one i was expecting that there would be some problems i was specifically not streaming it because i was like eh, this might be an issue because it yeah. says 18 plus on the cover yeah yeah uh, there is very little yeah know, yeah no, i uh, mean i've played some more <laughs> more raunchier visual novels that's for sure this is basically like oh sometimes yeah. they show up in their bra and it's like oh, well, okay. yeah. yeah i mean there's there's nothing now though there's nothing like <laughs> uh like i mean game the censorship has hit japan very hard in the last couple of years. ever since the Cero system came around you can't i mean the stuff that was in sega saturn games and things like that um you know you can't you can't do that anymore uh it's it's very strange but actually yeah. i think g- games have become more pervy in like, some ways okay. yes <laughs> okay okay i mean take okay take take the ronma one half games yeah um okay. for uh pc engine they had uh they had nudity in them but they weren't even rated high like i i it's because it's kind of like more innocent in yes. a way because nobody's like because when it happens it's clear that it shouldn't have happened and characters are embarrassed and you know yeah blah 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 but now like i don't know games have become weirder you know like (laughs) like like since you can't show 
they find weird ways to, to still make them yeah. to still make them like I, I don't know I I I don't know modern visual novels hold pretty much no appeal to me uh, yeah I don't play them very often um, I kind of lost interest um, although I got a copy but... of Steins Gate coming because I hear that's the one to play yeah I have a friend that's playing that right now that's like am I saying that right is it Steins Gate I don't that know man because like, that's <laughs> That sounds like a German beer hall. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised I mean? if it's a German thing. I can never pronounce the Xeno Saga like episode names because they're all just. Oh like, yeah, just just say the number. Just say mess, the number. Yeah, yeah it's, they're all based off Nietzsche or something. Is, am I saying Nietzsche right? Is it I don't Nietzsche? Know. Oh no! This is oh Nietzsche? man. I think yeah, Etchy. Hey, oh my gosh! Oh, oh, we're gonna get. Hey, hey, you're gonna, you're finally gonna find out how many people are listening to your podcast because there'll be all these complaint, (laughs) all these, all these pedantic writing in. Like, uh, actually, you pronounced most words wrong (laughs) during your podcast. I pronounce most things wrong. Yeah. Um, So to kind of to kind of wrap up, um, yeah. One thing I kind of to get your thoughts on was um, usually if I talk about um, retro game collecting in America, I'm I'm very avoidant of things like the NES, Super Nintendo, things like that because they're very Mm -hmm. expensive. Um, So I always say, hey, like the Wii is a great place to shop right now. You know, there is some stuff that's that's pretty cheap, and Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 360 and PS3 right now is like a perfect place to to buy things. And I think I'm very thankful that I don't really. I do cover a lot of games from when I was younger, like, you know, in 64 PS1 era kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but I don't I don't feel married to them completely to some extent. Mm. Like, if they ever yeah, go up in yeah. price, I'm fine moving on. Um, so I was wondering what your thoughts were on if somebody were to start purchasing. I know earlier you mentioned PlayStation 1 was a, was a yeah. good one to go yeah. ahead and do right now because eventually it's going to get expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but I didn't know if you were thinking about if you like had any thoughts on, on systems that are uh, not as as you know mainstream stuff that maybe like the pc 88,000 you know uh, oh my gosh, PC series ex- stuff like that that's an expensive platform to collect is it really oh i was wondering goodness. if it wouldn't be that in demand because oh of, sorry you know, sorry i sorry i'm thinking of the excess 68,000 i, I looked the, at that no, too the, but that is also very expensive no, so no, i did uh, not no, look uh, at it uh, it's uh, okay this is one that's gone up way way much cuz you used to be able to buy a lot of uh, software for the any nec pc 98 series mm-hmm. or pc 88 series most games would be under 20 bucks but it's really gone up in price recently do you think that's Western um, influence as well, or is that more? Of I a, don't know. I because yeah. I I think most of the software that's on that would be would be a little bit impenetrable to the Western audience. I know that that's one of the reasons MSX and uh, the X sixty eight thousand system went up because there's a lot of good arcade ports for those. Mm-hmm. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of action games early. I mean, I know the the MSX went up because of Metal Gear. You yeah, know, people wanted to play the originals. Um, but, and, uh, you know, the, and it's the arcade ports that brought the, um, the sharp series of computers up. Um, I, I have, I have a sharp X one and I recently got Mario brothers for it. So I'm going to do a video on that. Oh, cool. At some point it's on cassette. <laughs> it's very cool. Oh, really? I didn't know it was on it's cassette. Very, that would make sense. Very, though, yeah. very cool. Very and in cool. that case, it's, a, I am maybe young enough that I've never used a cassette for video game stuff. So in that case, you actually load the entire game ahead of time, right? Or is it? Oh, uh, um, it, it it depends on it depends on the game. Uh, mm-hmm. if some of the bigger games, you might have to do another load. Or I mean, the, I uh, when I started going into computer gaming was already about almost nineteen ninety. So okay. I was yeah. I, I I was the thing is I, I 
I invested in retro before retro was kind of a word. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I had a computer that had a disk drive, but uh, you know, my school was getting rid of a system that had a cassette tape uh, thing, and I, I I took it home, and then I started collecting because it was <laughs> from garage sales mostly. Like yeah. there wasn't there wasn't eBay at the time. Swap meets, swap meets were a thing. Computer clubs used to have swap meets. Yeah, I, oh um, man, I miss you, that. Hear a lot of my uh, from my dad. He's a Commodore sixty four at the time, and just, oh, like, okay, swapping yeah. pirated games and stuff like that. Yep, 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 yep. Exactly, exactly. Um, I I would like to get a Commodore sixty four someday, but it's a a a wall that I've been holding in front of myself for a while. Like, no, no, oh, that's my, too far. Oh, Let's leave goodness. it be. And I yeah, will not and, and oh, old retro PC stuff has really gone up in price too. Yeah. Anything magnetic media, really. And uh, which I say with behind me an entire shelf of Famicom disk system games. So mm-hmm. like I, I I recognize that there's problems in my life and like and, and I, I feel a great nervousness towards magnetic media because like it does have a shelf life, but I still yeah. want to collect it. It's very Well, all media does to some extent, cartridges being the most resilient, but you know, yeah, CDs yeah, are yeah. eventually gonna you know, be susceptible to disc rot and things like that. You know, that I would like so. I would like to point out as someone who collects a, a great deal of games, mm-hmm. I have I have right now over over th- you know, probably over three four thousand disc based games right now, mm-hmm. and and over the time that I've been you know uh, selling and trading and purging <laughs> and yeah. buying, you know probably. Probably, I, I would I would not be surprised if ten thousand disc based games have not gone through me, you yeah. know, and disc rot I've encountered three times. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. And even then, it might not have been disc rot. It could have just been peeling, you know, paint from the label artwork that it caused. You know, so like, and I collect laser discs too, which are much more susceptible to disc rot than. Yeah than cds and again i've only found a couple instances i think the problem is overblown okay i think i think if you keep your games i think i think things that people think are disc rot are sometimes mold caused by keeping things in a high moisture environment or or you know i think there's a lot of things that lead to disc you know improper storage is 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 bigger than uh, hey we'll see if you got any listeners because this is a controversial statement <laughs> okay right here because a lot of people you know especially people who are for the all digital future always tell me that my collection is doomed to failure but you know i've got pc engine games that were that were printed in 1989 on cds that work fine you know yeah. i think my games not all of them but i think the ma- vast majority of my collection will outlive me I think that's true too. Like, I don't think disc yeah. is like a huge issue per se, but um, but I do think event- inevitably it will oh, happen. Eventually, all yeah, this media is gonna will. die. But but I will be but, dead too someday. But so. but so will we all. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean, but that's 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 that that, that leads to a, 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 a again another topic about the the importance of preservation. Because yeah. if we really do consider games to be art, which I do, I do, yeah. Um, we need to find a way to make it accessible um, and preserved, you know, in the same way that not everybody can own a Mona Lisa, but everyone should have access to it. You yeah. know, I I think I think there's a lot to be said. Uh, and, and again, that's a different topic altogether. Yeah, I hope someday that like um, 
being able to get access to ROMs and stuff will be a bit easier because I yeah. would like to do more data mining stuff. That's something that I've always wanted to do. And it's just, yeah, that's very I got to go to some shady websites to get ROMs sometimes. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah, here yeah. to play the game. I just want to see exactly. what's in here and poke around. But I mean, I totally understand as well. Yeah. But nobody's going to put out Shaman King Master Spirits again. That's a video game that will die in my hands. Is that the one that's like a basically a Castlevania hack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 Master Spirits yeah. 1 and 2, which I, I believe it did not come out in Japan. Um, no, no. Uh, which is weird because yeah. it's a Japanese anime, but yeah, that happens sometimes. It, yeah. It's so weird sometimes how some games only come out in one territory when they're so... Like okay, take a disaster day of crisis for the Wii. I love that game. Yes, it's a, one, it's a okay. You have you've played it. Good. Most people in the states haven't because it wasn't released officially. Yeah, there. yeah. But like, but like, it's the one region where it should have been released because it's basically an American action movie as a video game, mm-hmm. and it was released in Europe where the Wii was you know not doing well, and it was released in in Japan all in English. You know, it's yeah. just like it's it's like what you know you missed the the main target audience here or whatever and like yeah your your shaman king which was not a popular anime in america but was in japan wasn't released in japan you know just yeah. stuff like that yeah i i think what i gathered from it when i was looking at it was basically the anime series had kind of run its course by the time those gba I, games I came suppose, out I suppose. versus in the west they were still localizing the shaman king anime so it's still yeah. a popularity I, I guess i yeah. guess that makes sense I also guess that makes sense. you may already know this but uh disaster day of crisis the english and or the uh pal and the Japanese yeah. release have all the same voice voice actors, but all yep. retakes of all the voice acting. So there's reason to play both of them. You can hear two different sets of delivery. Wait, um, wait, what? Yeah. I did not know this. You, yeah, so, so you, have, you, have the, you have the PAL version, right? I have the PAL version. I don't have the Japanese version. <sighs> Man, you know, I I hope I hope a few of the people listening to uh, this podcast will buy some things off my site, uh, Japan Retro Direct, by the mm-hmm. way, um, because. <laughs> After talking with you for a little while, I've, I, I, I'm taking notes right here of some games that I have to buy. So I'm going to wind up losing money being on your podcast. So, yeah, and, and I will say, like, you gave me praise on my video earlier, so I feel yeah. only only so much I can say. Like, I have been incredibly satisfied with your 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 service, and I, oh, thank you. I bought a Super Nintendo controller through you mainly because I know you test your stuff, and yeah. and you know. I would rather go ahead and get something through you that I know is going to work versus just taking a shot on a cheap oh, controller out here and not really knowing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always been a great service and I've always oh, thank you. very thank appreciative you. of you going out of your way to find random garbage for me too when I need it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you do, you do request some, you do request some odd things. I've never, <laughs> I've never tracked on windows 95 games for anybody before. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, that was new. Got to play first kiss story. Bingo. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Does, Does someone though? No, I, mean, but I, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm even going to be able to get those things to work, but we'll figure I am out very much. I am very much looking forward to your uh, retrospective video on on uh, on Hunex. By the way, I found I found a PlayStation mm-hmm. Two Hunex game that uh, you know I'll tell you about it later. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I saw it and I'm like, and I'm like, who's going to buy this? And I'm like, I know a guy. <laughs> I will say, like, I yeah. want to do something on Hunex. They have made yeah. so many video games, and so yes. mo- many of them are visual novels that yes. I do not know if I could do anything with. No, that. no, no, no. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, I yeah. um, I I'm I need to do something with Hunex fighters at some point. I just oh, don't yeah. know what. 
because it's not big enough to be a video per se, but I already I, spent I, like $80 on buying stuff for it, so... <laughs> I mean, I mean, frankly, you know, for, for people who do collect PCFX, though, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've been collecting PCFX for a while, and, and, and I've heard of the legendary, you know, fighting game within First Kiss story, but I never took the time to to, fig- to figure it out myself. I just saw a video on it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I just took it, it took it as, as, as a word that it was there and put it and filed it under something I'll do someday <laughs> in the future. But, but like... You you wrote that you you sent me a guide for how to get to there and if there was a video out there, like it could, well, you know what you know what it would do it would contribute to first kiss story prices going through the roof though you know what I mean like it would because it would cause it would cause like American fighting game fans and I I keep saying American but actually a lot of the people who are who are moving this stuff from Japan are actually from France. There's a oh, really? lot of people from France, especially collecting Neo Geo stuff. A lot of people huh. from France. Don't know why. That and PC Engine. A lot of people from from France. Like I always hear about them having a big yaoi market there, too. Ah, like, it's huge. It's so, I don't huge. know, maybe France just has a very big Japanese interest. I think so. <laughs> I think so, because, like, You'll see that a lot of like manga that was never like uh, that was never localized uh, mm-hmm. for the American market does have like French translations. Uh, I'm a big fan of Doctor Slump. Do you know Doctor okay, Slump? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know first first big series by Kira um, Toriyama. This girl with like Dragon purple hair, right? With a yeah, yeah, yeah. cap on. Arare, yeah. Arare-chan, yeah. yeah. And um, the anime the anime had never been translated to English other than a few fan subs and the fan sub group got theirs from the official French releases of the DVDs. Okay, cool. Uh, which I thought was really cool because you'd think there'd be a market for that because Dragon Ball's so huge and there's a lot of crossover between the two mm-hmm. series, but uh, but 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 anyway, yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's so strange how localization works sometimes. Yeah. I was visiting uh, for my honeymoon. I went to Spain, and I was surprised to see crayon shinchan everywhere. Oh, okay. Which is is something yeah. that was got a, a weird adults only localization in America. It's yeah, very, it was. It's a. I watched strange. it. It's very weird. Whereas but... it's a. It's totally a kid show in Japan. Like, but not a particularly great kid show. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. It felt Sorry, like specifically I'm... tailored to like the adult swim market here exactly, or something. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. And so, then uh, like Saint Seiya and is it Brazil, I think, is where yeah. it's South America and stuff like so, that. South America in general, like, yeah. And King of Fighters is bigger than Street Fighter in like Mexico or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there's all these weird pockets of like what what is it? The master yeah, the master system is still a thing. Like in Brazil. Maybe not now, but like as of it was a, few a while years ago. Yeah. They were like they were like porting games that never should have been able to be played on a master system to the master system. Like, like later, l- later yeah. Mortal Kombat's and things oh, really? like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, 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 cra- I, by the way, I love that. I love it when people port things to systems that never should. <laughs> like, I like, I like Halo for the Atari 2600, you know, I like <laughs> I, I like it when people try to do. The, 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 there's a Chinese-made Final Fantasy X for the Famicom. I do remember that, yeah, and Final Fantasy and, VII as well. I think, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I, I, I think, I think that's amazing, and I, I, I wish I had more time to dive into stuff like that. But there's never I, enough time for there's any of that stuff. There's never enough time. There's never. <laughs> enough. 
Oh man, I, I my my younger self would never believe me if I told them that there will be a time where where you won't ever you won't ever be have run out of video games to play. Because you'll when never I was a have kid, the time to play any of them. <laughs> when I was a kid, I'd get I'd get a game for Christmas. I'd get a game for I'd get a game for my birthday. And if I was if I was good that week, maybe we'd go to the supermarket <laughs> to rent a video game. Yes, from the supermarket uh, to to rent a game. The games were near the the, the game section was near the was near the birthday cakes. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, to but uh, you know th- this this idea that uh that time would be the, the the cause of not being able to play video games rather than the lack of video games that would have just blown my eight-year-old mind all right well thank you very much vink i appreciate your well, time thank you um and yeah if uh are you guys playing anything for famicom dojo in the near future or is it still kind of on um, i mean we we are uh, right now. Sean is working on our new website, our 2.0 version of the website. Okay. It really needed a a, a revamp, and uh, so people can check that out. Um, there's there's a video I've got in progress right now that I did along with my daughter um, okay. about. Uh, well, you know what? You know what? Here, I haven't even revealed it to uh, the Famicom Dojo podcast, oh, well, but it's going you. it's going it's going to be about. Uh, it's going to be about Sakura Tyson columns. Okay, it's it's just like a columns skin with Sakura Tyson, or basically, yeah. It's huh. it's actually the it's it's easily the best version of columns because uh, I I never found columns to be that interesting mm-hmm. as compared to Puyo Puyo or Tetris, but they found a way to make it a lot faster paced and they put on Sakura Tyson characters, which I'm a big fan of that series. So. Cool. I will look forward to that. Cause I've definitely not heard of that, but I also have never played columns. So <laughs> okay. all the, all the footage has been taken of that for months, but like I got a newborn in the house, so it's hard to find yeah. the time to edit. Um, but, uh, but that's, that's on the way. And I know Sean's uh, got some uh, things that have been filmed that he's putting together too. So, um, I don't think we're going to go back into full production of Famicom Dojo for a while, just mm-hmm. because of, you know, how how busy we both are but there'll be there'll be a few things uh randomly hitting uh you know before we go back into full production did you um did you guys ever finish 16-bit wars i can't remember <sighs> no okay <laughs> i mean at some point i just kind of lost track of where that was yeah but... i mean we made i totally mis- understand yeah though. I mean, we made it's... the mistake of trying to i mean back when we <laughs> launched it it wasn't a youtube series it was a you know it was a tv series that was on youtube like we were trying to pitch it as episodic with an ongoing story and a plot and connections Mm -hmm. between the episodes and that's so not how youtube works anymore yeah like nobody nobody does like episodic content anymore everything's just like vlogs and things now um or or they do uh you know like your team innocent video it's a standalone you know, but to do a season around a theme, uh, like we, we still haven't finished the we still haven't finished the uh, 3D uh, special because we've teased for years that the third episode was going to be about the Virtual Boy, yeah. which I've been collecting for. I have, I have a well, I don't know, I have all of the common Virtual Boy games now. I'm I'm lacking a few of the like four hundred dollar plus games, but I'm never going to get those. I yeah. say now. <laughs> 
Research. But, um, Sometimes research calls. You can always sell it back. <laughs> the, prob- the, the big problem is, is whenever we try to conclude our series about the 16-bit wars, we learn about something new yeah. that, it, that distracts us and we make a different video. And, uh, and I mean, we'll get back to it. Like, luckily, luckily, no one watches our videos. <laughs> so, so we're not disappointing too many people. So. Well, yeah, I'll look forward to it. I definitely have loved your guys' content for, I to guess, 12 years now at this point. It's been a, it's uh, been yeah, a chunk it's, of time. It's, it's, so it's 12, I appreciate or, thir- 12 or 13 years, yeah. I will say people like you and, uh, and uh, you know, Rami at Go Nintendo uh, were very inspirational in, in oh. creating this kind of content when I, when well, I started. You. So. So I, I really appreciate the uh, time and effort you guys put into those videos. Oh, um, well, even yeah. if it was a, a relatively slow rollout, but like I said, <laughs> I I also totally understand that it takes a lot of time, and I don't yeah, have a, yeah. I don't have a, a family I'm trying to take yeah. care of. So, <laughs> so yeah. Well, well, thank you for your time. And then uh, just again, uh, Japan Retro Direct is where you can go. Uh, I highly yep. recommend um, uh, Ving's website for for importing Japanese goods. Always the best prices I found. It, everything's just in great quality every time. Uh, oh thanks thanks so i appreciate it um that's it for this week thanks for coming and i hope you have a good week thank you so much for having me okay bye-bye